0: I want women like you to have it easier than I had it so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So, on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Welcome, welcome. I am here with Simon T. Bailey. He is not a woman. So, we have a dude here supporting women, which is really nice. He's the author of Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life, a guide for men. So this is very interesting to me because he's helping promote, uh, obviously, a movement in the direction of helping women also with the help of men. So we want to hear more about that. Um, so he's got a lot of really cool stuff going on here. So his framework is based on his 30 years of experience in the hospitality inter- industry, including serving as sales director of Disney Institute or for Disney Institute, based at Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida. As a prolific author and speaker. He has worked with Signet Jewelers, Salesforce, T-Mobile, Stanford Healthcare, General Mills, and Hilton Hotels, just to name a few. There's a lot more cool stuff in here, but like, I get really, really messed up when I have to read. So let's just talk and uh, tell me a little bit about about this movement that you're creating, and and then i will going you know, tell the whole audience like why I wanted you here. But I'm going to let them sit on that for a second. First, we got to hear about the movement.
1: So the catalyst was my daughter, Madison, who came into my home office one day. And I was just busy and she sat down and I said, hey, baby girl. She said, hey, daddy. And I sensed she wanted to talk, but I was emotionally unavailable. So she got up and she said, dad, I'll just catch you later. And I said, "Okay, goodbye. And it hit me on the plane the next day. that I missed the moment to connect with my daughter. So when I came back home, I said, Madison, you wanted to talk to me the other day. And she said, dad, you were busy. And I said, I am so sorry, let's talk. And she said, that's okay. And I said, no, it's not okay because if I don't change my behavior, you're gonna marry a joker like me. And her then mother said to me, you give everybody the best of you, but you give us the rest of you. And I don't want the leftovers anymore. And when I recognized I'd built the house, but lost the home, I was chasing money, but had no meaning. And I was pursuing success, but forgot the power of significance. So this whole movement is really to uh, invite men to wake up to say, How do we ignite the power of women in our life by really understanding women don't want to be controlled. They want to be understood. And when they're understood, it really ignites you.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, usually we have women on this podcast and we're supporting a movement to help, you know, promote more women in the industry. Um, but every once in a while, we find a, a token gentleman who, and it's not that I don't want men to, to support the, the movement. It's just that I bring a lot of women on the show, um, but we've had Ron Carson, who is just a huge supporter of the movement as well, um, and helping minorities and women have a bigger footprint in the industry. And it's nice to get that perspective too. And it's nice to have that support because we can't do it alone. It's not just like women unite and leave the men behind. Um, it's actually that we need to all work together. And I, I was I was talking to someone yesterday. And she was, I actually think it was on the podcast, um, but she was mentioning how she, oh yeah, it was on the podcast. So you probably saw it with Heather, um, but she was, or listened to it, but she was talking about how she just had a six month baby. She's a CEO of a a big company. And she went to the board when she found out she was pregnant and she was really scared to tell the board is it was an all male board. And she went to them, and they were just super supportive, and it was all aligned with their mission as a company to support people with their—they they called it their net worthwhile or something, or net while or, something, or net worthwhile—I don't know—something like cute like that that meant net worth and while. Wow. So the reason I bring that up is because it just like made me realize like how many stories I've heard where the men aren't supporting women, and how important it is, and that if we, we think we have to do this without men, it makes it even a uh, harder uphill climb. So to have you to support women and to have a voice in any way, I think is really important. And uh, it's interesting also what you say about just, uh, what did you say with the leave the rest? You know, you give everyone the best and, and leave us with the rest. Is that what you said?
1: Yeah. Yeah. She said, you give everybody the best of you, but you give us the rest of you. And I don't want the leftovers anymore.
0: Wow. So that's really powerful. And I feel like I'm guilty of that myself because my husband sometimes says to me, you know, it seems like you put more attention and, and give more focus to your clients and you care more about your clients than me. And I'm like, you know, knife to the chest. Um, obviously that's not true, but I do put a lot into my work and who I help and how much I want to serve. And I think sometimes we take for granted our loved ones, the people that are around us. I I don't think it's just men, but it all comes down to communication for me and like how important that is like with communication. So what, what is it that you're doing to, to create this movement? How are you getting people behind it? And what, like, how is it measured? Like, how do we know like we're moving in the right direction? Because it's kind of a little bit esoteric in a way, right?
1: Sure, sure. The first thing that we've done, we've created a one-year success plan that both men and women can uh, enroll in, totally free of charge. Specifically, how do I operationalize this to my life? How do I begin to tell the truth? How do I come from a place of emotional honesty? The other thing that we've done is we've created a six-week e-course specifically with tips, tools, and techniques on how do you begin to ignite the potential within yourself and the, and the women in your life from a place of authenticity and consistency. And then I think the third thing, how we will measure it is the feedback that we get back um, from individuals who are on the journey, who are doing the work. Because one of the things like TF is a power of going to therapy if needed. To begin that journey.
0: Awesome. So, the success plan, I usually tell this at the end, but like it sounds so great and it's already free. So, let's just tell them now and don't leave this, but just so you know. And we'll, we'll mention it again at the end. But how do you get this success plan? That sounds awesome.
1: Ignite the power of women.com.
0: Ignite the power of women.com. Awesome. So, other than having this experience with your, your daughter and your, sounds like your ex wife, if I'm if I'm making that up or, okay, I know that's accurate. Um, what else has really influenced you to really create this movement? Cause it sounds like it's a lot of personal development, a lot of personal growth, a lot of, um, I mean, I, I, love even just the word authenticity makes me excited because just, it's so important for me to be authentic. It's so important that, you know, and I work with Stan, the importance of authenticity. So I love that, but um, how did you kind of create this and what's involved in that so that you can really ignite Ignite. What is it? Ignite the women? What was the ignite
1: line? Ignite the power of women in your life. The power
0: of women. I messed it up. I knew I'd butcher it somehow. Okay. <laughs> ignite the power of women. Okay. Good.
1: So when I was going through my divorce, my divorce attorney suggested I go and see Anita, a therapist. No guy wants to go and sit on the sofa and talk to a therapist named Anita, who's been practicing for 40 years and has more degrees than a the thermostat. But there I found myself sitting on the sofa, And Anita said to me, whatever you don't deal with will eventually deal with you. And I said, how in the world could you say that? I mean, she just like got in my face. And she said, there's a lot of research out about fathers and daughters, but there's emerging research about mothers and sons and you have been mothered to death. And if you don't deal with that, you're going to take that into the next relationship. Huge wake up call for me because professionally I was successful, but personally I was in my own way and I didn't know it. Until I sat with the therapist, Anita. So that began the journey. So literally, I'm just helping guys to say, hey, listen, I'm not trying to preach at you, but I'm just inviting you to realize your potential will never be realized until you do right by the women in your life.
0: I think I need to pause a second and go get my husband and bring him on to this conversation. (laughs) Um, No, I'm just kidding. But he actually did this program. I don't know if you're familiar with Garrett White, but he has a warrior, something about warrior but he helps men like become lawyers. And when Trevor went to this event, it's, it's all about, of course, I I don't remember exactly, but it's like business. Um, There's all these B words, business, body. I can't remember, of course, but it's basically all about the areas of your life, you know, which is fitness and money and all these things that were kind of catchy. And a huge part of it was relationships, whatever be that was. Um, and Trevor comes back and he starts, you know, like I can even pull him out of my desk. I still have like the, the little post-it notes. Not everybody can see this, but he has a little I picture of I, and then a heart and then you, you know, and he would write me these love notes like every day. And I'm like, damn, go back to that. Go back to that event. That was awesome. Like I did nothing. And he seemed to love me more. Like it was really cool. So I'm really into this idea of the men doing it all, and I don't have to do anything. So that's kind of nice. Um, but I think there's also, obviously, I'm joking, but I'm, I'm serious. But I'm joking. But that there's there's something we all have to do, you know. And so if you were going to say, here are the steps of, uh, I don't know if you you have that all laid out in all your different resources, but like, what would you say are the key steps if I want to, you know, obviously, to be powerful to also be empowered myself and not just rely on someone else. Cause I can't control my husband, although I will try. And I would, he is very open. So he's the type of person that if I said, Oh, let's go do the success plan. He'd be open to it. We just got to find the time. But what can I do as a woman and the women listening here that really working on myself, which I believe, and I'm sure you agree with the more I work on myself, the more my business will grow anyway.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that you can do immediately is to ask your significant other spouse, uh, partner, what makes them tick? What's the vision of their heart? What makes them literally come alive? Second thing is identify their learning style. Are they visual, auditory, hands on and really, truly communicate to them in the style that they learn because that unlocks them to say, oh my goodness, she gets me, she understands me. But then the third thing, and this is something that works both, uh, both ways, is move from loving to cherishing. Because when you cherish a person, you begin to understand the same letters that spell the word, listen, spell the word silent. So when I cherish you, I am asking you, here's what I heard you say. Is this what you meant? Let's double click on that. Tell me more. And it's in the tell me more where each party believes that they are heard and they are understood.
0: Wow. I was hoping you'd tell me what I had to do for me, but I actually have to do something for someone else, Simon. See, this is where it really comes in. So that's a great, just a great lesson, too, because I'm like, okay. The type of person I would be like, okay, I, I did like the 5 a.m. club. You know, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. And then I got to, you know, I got to run for 20 minutes and then I got to meditate for 20 minutes. And then I got to go learn, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I did that. I did it for the the, the recommended 66 days. And I was like, ah, oh, sleep. Um, but I'm like, okay, I'll do my challenge. I'll, I'll, I'll do those things for myself. I'll kind of bust my butt, but listen and actually do what's best for him. That's actually really hard. And I always expect him to do that for me but then I'm not necessarily the best. Like when you say, well, what makes him tick? One of the things that makes him tick is to talk about business and to help me with business. And half the time I don't want to, because he's not talking in my language and communicating in my language. And so I'm like, okay, great, honey. Thank you. No, 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 stop talking. I need to go. That's, how long, how much longer are we going to be? And he's like, I'm taking time out of my day to help you, but you're giving me a time limit basically, because he's not communicating in my style. And so I'm like, I'm always thinking like he needs to communicate the way I want to be communicated with, but I'm not always willing to communicate the way he wants to be communicated with. And he's very visual. So if he's going to explain anything to me, he has to have this pen in one hand, a phone in another, and this represents the advisor and this represents the client. And it's like, he can't even talk unless he's showing physically, physical, actual items that like demonstrate what he's talking about. So he's very, very visual. Um, But that's really interesting advice. Okay. What else you got? What else you got? This is good. So
1: So here's something personal. Write down everything that's right about you because we live in a world where everything is projected onto women as to what's wrong with them. They've got to do this. They've got to do that. And when you write down what's right about you, you can set your timer on your phone to 30 seconds. Come up with as many positive words, attributes that really speak to who you are. Now, here's the deal. The moment you write it, it's not going to change the people in your life that show up to spam you negatively, but it's going to change how you choose to see them because you see them through the lens of what you've just written down. And the power of writing it down allows you to upgrade your verbal software and the story you tell yourself about yourself. So this ability to say, this is what makes me awesome, brilliant, literally ignites you from the inside out.
0: Oh wow, that's good. I like talking about myself. That's good. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> I'm sounding very self-absorbed. I'm, I'm I'm kind of maybe leaning too much on the joke, but no, it 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 is something that we don't do enough. And I I think there was for sure, especially when I was younger and growing up, is, is what's wrong with me and focusing on what's not working. And I think that's also my upbringing upbringing very much with just my parents. Like it's either black or white, it's right or wrong, you know. And then I. I do think that's how they look at the world is like what's not working versus what is working. And then even, you know, as women, like looking at our faces as we're growing older, and I'm sure maybe men as well, but it's like, oh, like you start to see these things, you know, or I was, no, nobody else is watching, but you probably noticed I was trying to get the lettuce out of my teeth, you know, when I paused there, um, you know, oh no, I don't want anyone to see that I have lettuce in my teeth. Yeah. At least I have a salad. Okay. Uh, but we look in the mirror and we see like the flaws instead of looking at the mirror and seeing like how we're beautiful. And it's just a pattern that we all run. Like and, and women, especially in business, it's constantly this, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Not even what's wrong with this, putting it out there, but more like what am I doing wrong? And then it goes back to the whole belief I'm not good enough. Uh, you know, I don't know enough. Uh, who am I to be the one that does this when I feel like an imposter? I'm imposter syndrome, feel like a fraud. So yeah, we all experience that. Well, tell me, um, I'm kind of curious about your business so what is it that you're, what's your business model? Like, what is it you're doing most of the time? And and the, to give you context of why I'm asking that is like, how has doing this work for yourself actually changed the results of your business?
1: Yeah. So my purpose is to equip companies, countries, and communities to lead better. And I do that through a series of uh, content distribution. Uh, I'm a keynote speaker. I've written 10 books. I have a podcast. And I have three courses on LinkedIn Learning that have been viewed by 250,000 professionals in 100 countries. So I literally come alongside as really a guide to understand how does a company, a country, or community want to lead better? And I equip them with the strategies on how to do it. I left Disney almost 20 years ago to do this work, and I've had the opportunity to work in 50 countries, and I'm deeply honored to serve. Uh, companies and individuals every single day. Love what I do.
0: And how is the work that you're doing, like all this work that you're teaching, doing it on yourself, how has that expanded your business?
1: Oh my goodness. Let's just say 95% of our business is referral. So we do not solicit customers. They come to us uh, because they've heard of the results that we've generated uh, over time. And, And we just show up and we do the work. So I have a team of five people that work with me and we are really in the business of serving and understanding how do we help you get to where you want to go. Um, we don't chase money. Money chases us. And we like that approach because it lets the work uh, really emerge. If we're always chasing money, then there's, uh, it's very transactional. But we realize that relationships are the currency of the future.
0: So, how would someone listening? Because my concern is, someone listening is like, exactly, like, I don't want it to be all about money and, you know, I want the money to come to me. But how do you transition to that? Because a lot of what I teach um, when I'm talking about sales, for example, a system, something called the Ideal Client Capture Cheat Sheet, it's, it's not salesy, it's not manipulative, but it drives fast action. And that's, you know, that's one challenge is that, you know, when we're just using something like a fact finder, which is traditionally how advisors are taught to sell that it doesn't feel good to the person and it feels salesy or it just feels like, you know, you're just kind of people are coming and kind of placing an order and you're like, here's what's next. But it's not necessarily driving the people who are scared and afraid to take action. And, you know, those that feel like they can make an excuse as to why not to take action now doesn't necessarily drive them to the next step. And then most of the women who come to me, their number one problem is how do I attract quality prospects? Like, how do I get in front of the right people? So for someone who has is isn't as established in a business that hasn't been doing this for how many, 30, whatever years, like, what would you suggest to them? Because I'm, I'd am i be very concerned if, if they get, they take away from this podcast, like don't chase the money and just let it come to you. And then like, we're in this crazy economic crisis and potential recession. And then people are like, uh, no one's coming to them and they're just getting broke and more and more broke. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's gotta be a balance. So what would you recommend for that to get to that point where, And a lot of advisors are referral only, but then it's not reliable and predictable. And now when the market's going down, they have to replace that. So what can they do so that they can position themselves to a point where money's just chasing them, but there's a bridge to get there?
1: Yeah. Over the last three weeks, I've been with three different financial planning companies, uh, financial advisors, and I have a financial advisor. Shout out to Ann Franklin. She is the best so here's what I would recommend. And there are five steps that I teach. The first step is to see your customer or potential customer as a guest and commit to connect. What do I mean? Find out where, what's their interest. What, what are they into? And really get to know them from a connection standpoint. Number two, personalize the experience. So Ann and I just had a conversation yesterday because she was there when I hit rock bottom, when I ran through $8 million and literally went through a divorce and I was looking up, hoping I could get up and Anne gave me sound wisdom, but not just here's where we're going to invest. Here's what we're going to do. How are you doing? And what do you need? I said, Ann, I need a lawyer that can help me with estate planning. I need this. So Anne went beyond just and she works for Northwestern Mutual. She went beyond just here's what the plan is going to be. She's my friend. And, and, and I told her, I said, Ann, I am so grateful because she personalized the experience. That's the second step. Number three, anticipate their needs by listening and observing. So something that Ann has done really well, she says, hey, you got two kids in college. What about insurance for them if something happens to them? What about uh, setting them up for success long-term? She anticipated. I'm like, Ann, I never thought about that. What should I do? Sure enough, she had a product that I I was able to establish something for Daniel and Madison. They're in their 20s right now, but she anticipated fourth step, respond immediately, being uber responsive. So whenever I've had an issue, Anne is literally right there, I can text her and she always gets back to me. And I know she's got tons of clients and she's got a big office, but she always makes it feel like I am her most important customer. Number five is keep them loyal with acts of kindness. So Anne is always talking about, you know, the power of a mitzvah and I'm like, okay. And she said, Hey, we're going to give to some people in the community. She says, do you have anything that you want to donate? And I'm like, Anne, why are you doing this? She says, because the power of being a mitzvah and being kind, it always comes back. I'm like, what the heck? So sure enough, my wife and I gathered things that we were not wearing that we would give and donate um, that was in good condition. All because of the power of kindness. And that's why Anna's different. I've referred a dozen people to her just because of how she showed up for me.
0: Wow, that's cool. That's great. And I think, I mean, I love that you're working with a woman. And I think that's over overall, like very common for women to do so. I mean, I like that you had it like laid out step by step. I'm like taking a ton of notes here. This is awesome. But it's I think a lot of women are, are naturally obviously women are naturally nurturing and they're they're very they have that they want to give back and the kindness and personalized experience. I think a lot of that a lot of women resonate, you know, would resonate with that as well. Um, and what about just like, let's just assume you're just starting, like, how do you start attracting more? And this is maybe not your wheelhouse, but I, I have a feeling you'll have a great answer for it anyway. But how, how do they start attracting more qualified people if they feel like they don't have a lot of credibility yet?
1: So the first thing is you always attract what you are. What do I mean? What are your interests? Where, where, when you are not working, what is it that you do? Do you go to Orange Theory Fitness? Where are those natural places that you gravitate to, where people connect with you? Start there, and when you start there, people connect with you at that just that personal level, and they realize that it's all not all about you, but you make it about them. I think the second thing is where do you go for your professional development? Where do you go to learn, and then. Create a prototype of the ideal customer that you want to work with. Because here's the reality. Not everybody is your customer. Not all money is good money. There are some customers that are meant for you, and they live in a certain zip code. They perhaps went to your alma mater. They perhaps go to a, a social gathering. Tap into that. Those are your people because it's natural. It's not forced.
0: That's awesome. This is good stuff, man. I'm even asking you things that probably are inappropriate for me to ask you. And you're coming up. With no, awesome. no,
1: it's all good. But let me let me say one more thing that I think is important for your audience. So Anne um, and I were talking not too long ago and she said, hey, I want you to invest in this annuity. Annuity. I think it'll be really great for you long term. And I said, Ann, have you invested in it? Have you put your money into it? And she said, guess what? My husband and I have this is exactly what I'm into. I said, okay, we're good because I just don't want you to sell me on something that you're not doing that benefits you and doesn't benefit me. I trusted her even more because she's putting me into what she is already into.
0: Right. Yeah. That's, that's huge too. And there's so many products out there. And I, I was just having a conversation with some of my, my kind of elite members of my FM community. And um, we were talking about this. One of the ladies was saying how she has a strategy session coming up today and it's a new potential client. And this woman was saying how um, they have met a couple of times before. And she's like, is it okay if I just move half the money first, you know? And, and, you know, she said, yeah, of course, whatever. But obviously she wants to work with her, not just because she wants all the money, but also she believes that she'll do a better job than it just, you know, sitting kind of an index funds at at Vanguard. But for all these reasons, and it's exactly what I was talking about was like the actual transformational value. And I said, if if someone is coming at you and all they want is performance, just tell them like, you should not work with me. Or or if you're going to work with me just based on performance, like, don't do it. Because all the things that you're saying, all the value that Anne has provided for you, I bet there have been years where she doesn't beat the market. And I bet there have been years that like, and and whether you are aware of it or not, like there's, you know, I think they say like 4% of money managers, and I'm talking the ones that have control, like the biggest mutual funds on the planet that are active managers are not beating the market. Meaning if you just like bought and hold the S&P 500. And so anyone competing with performance is gonna lose because it's just a lie. No one's gonna be the best at performance. And if, if all you did was hold their hand and get them the right products and make sure they're making the right decisions and talk them off the ledge when they're scared and get their kids insurance if they, you know, need and want a savings vehicle and all these things that their, their knowledge and expertise is helping you make better decisions, then people like you are valuing that, like, Way beyond you know level ten, this is like a hundred, you know, because this is like you're not talking when you talk. Nothing you said when you talked about Anne was about the performance. Oh my gosh, she beats the market every time. And if anyone ever says that, it's never true, right? So that's just impossible. So anyone who's like arguing about this whole like or this uh, performance of the market is just crazy. But it's all the other things that it's like I'm willing to pay an extra one percent so that my advisor helps me not make the mistake. So my advisor holds my hand. So my advisor tells me. What kind of things, what vehicles I can use is going to make it even better, pay less taxes, do all all these things. Give me advice, talk me off the ledge when I'm freaking out and wanting to take money out of the market. Like that's what I'm paying for. And so it's just a different conversation. And anytime someone out there is trying to talk about, here's what, just focus on the investments themselves and how they're investing the money. And that's where the conversation goes. That's where you lose them. That's where you lose them because that's not what they really care about. Even if they say they care about that, it's all, all always beyond that. So it's great to get your yeah. perspective because you came on kind of as an expert in a different area, but that's so valuable to hear from your perspective as a highly influential leader in your community and in the world. A keynote speaker, you know, someone who's had—I think I saw something about on your bio about 90 million views on something on Facebook yeah. or posts, post, like yeah. just crazy. I mean, you're this huge influencer and many advisors, I was, I was going to say women, but advisors period might be a little bit, uh, maybe intimidated to work with someone like you, even if you lost 8 million, most people never had 8 million. So if you lost it already, you're more credible than most of the world. And for an advisor to see that and be like, Oh, he probably knows everything because he's got 8 million bucks. And you're like, Oh my gosh, she gave me this idea. And this and held my hand and personalize it. And she connected and she talked about my kids and all the things women are good at. That's what you value
1: when I connected with Ann, I didn't have a 529 plan. I didn't know how I was going to pay for college. She hooked me up with a 529 plan college is paid for. And when I had divorced and I was thinking about dating, she had two to three recommendations of women that I could date. Like, like (laughs) she, she was my friend. I mean, it went beyond, Hey, let me just handle your money. Let me help you in life. That's Uh different. That's different.
0: Man, is this Ann Franklin? You said? is that her name? Yeah, Ann
1: Franklin. Oh, no, Ann, yeah, Frank Ann Franklin. Franklin. No, like you got to be.
0: I actually want to bring her on the podcast. You'll connect me so we can bring her on the podcast because this is really yes. cool. This. I wonder if she's aware of all the things she's doing, like if she's systematized that or she's just really conscientious about working with people and how she does it. So that's really cool. Um, awesome. Well, tell them where to find you. Uh, tell them again where to get the uh, success plan and anything else you want to add, and we'll say our goodbye. This has been great. Thank you
1: ignite the power of women.com everything is right there for you
0: oh so easy and after hearing it three times i finally remember it that's how long (laughs) it takes me ignite the power of women.com ignite the power of women.com okay got it awesome thank you simon thank you all for joining us and we'll see you. you next time on growing your financial business the woman's way Bye. I actually have the link for the tag challenge, the appointment generator challenge. So instead you can just go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register right now so that you can get five quality appointments in just five days. Now, this is not around you know, you having to talk to friends and family and get all awkward. This is not about you having to spend marketing dollars online or create a whole funnel. This is going to be easy. It's simple. It happens in five days. If I can get you five quality appointments in five days, then you know that you can have the best year of your life because you just need to get in front of more of the right people. We will walk through it together as we do it. So do not miss this. And if... You can, If you're smart, do VIP, spend a few extra bucks, and you can actually spend time with me on Zoom where I can connect with you, get to know you, and really help you get those quality appointments so that you can grow your business. And um, go ahead again, register at femalefinancialadvisors.com. You'll find it all there. It's happening, coming up very, very soon. So make sure to register, claim your spot, get in on this, get excited about it, block your calendar, because you need to spend about an hour to an hour and a half uh, a day with me on the Thursday, Friday Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so that you can get these results and it does work. The most appointments I think we got in those five days, uh, someone I think it was Dana got 33 appointments. So you could be my best student and go well beyond the five quality appointments. Go to 10, go to 15, go to 20 and set your, yourself up for the best year ever. Can't wait to see you at the tag challenge. See you there. Thank you again for listening to growing Your Financial Business the Woman's Way.